OMG, you guys, I have something amazing for you. Literally amazing. You're not going to want to miss this. Today's episode is with one of my clients who is super spiritual, super amazing. She talks about her spiritual journey, how we met, and she even shares some of her ghost stories that are super creepy and fabulous, and I love them. You might want to grab the popcorn for this one. Hello, and welcome to Those Late Night Visitors. I'm your host, Stephanie Marie, a psychic medium and spiritual business mentor. Having been a medium since I was a child, I am wildly passionate about mediumship, spirituality, intuition, the paranormal, and everything in between. This podcast is going to blow your mind with all things psychic and witchy. And if you're not a believer yet, I promise you that will change. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to it. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Those Late Night Visitors. Today, I have the honor and privilege to have Miss Andrea Bethany joining me, who is a client and I love her dearly. And she has so much magic to bring into the world. So Andrea, if you want to introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about where you're from and all the things. Thank you. I am so honored to be here. My name is Andrea, as Steph mentioned. I am originally from Aurora, Colorado, born and raised out there. And I currently live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am a nurse by trade. That's my nine to five, but I'm a healer and that's what's in my soul. And being a nurse and becoming a healer has been the coolest part of my journey. So I'm really excited to be here to talk to you about it. Yeah. I'm super excited to dive in because what I, and I find that really interesting how you're like, well, I'm just a healer. Right. And so many of us empaths or intuitives or oracles, or psychics, or whatever word you want to use, are in a trade of helping, or of service to others, right? So I love that, that you're just in a trade that you are naturally healing people in addition to helping them towards whatever it is. Well, we were talking before we started the show, and you were mentioning how our journeys are really similar. Before we even go into your journey, why I think it's very interesting how we found each other and thank goodness for social media. Right. But also thank goodness for astrology. Yes. Yeah. It was really cool. It was about six months into my spiritual journey. So like what spring of 2021, I guess, and things had been really rough. Like, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but I spent the first 40 years of my life violently opposing all things spiritual, all things magic, all things intuitive. So in August of 2020-ish, when things started open up, opening up for me, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. Fast forward spring 2021, I got my needle chart read and it was someone that was reputable that came, you know, highly recommended. I trusted her. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. And during the reading, and I knew nothing of natal charts or astrology, I never really had any connection with my horoscope because my birthday is February 18th. So 
popular culture is going to say you're an Aquarius. Every time I come across the Aquarius, just like you searching through, looking for read the Aquarius, that's a load of crap. None of that makes any sense. No wonder this is all just silly. In my needle reading, she had told me that my sun, moon, and rising were in Pisces. Was like, holy moly, I'm a freaking unicorn. Like that, just that little piece of information. I can't tell you what else she said. We talked for an hour. I have no idea what else she said. Because just that little nugget of information, I was like, I am magical. I am a psychic. I am all these things. And in my mind, it was because you're triple Pisces. That's rare. That's fancy. So (laughs) it went right, right? Yeah, I just like how you said that. That's fancy. Right? Which you are, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Not because of the triple Pisces, but (laughs) in addition to that little nugget of information sort of gave me the courage to start really diving deeper. And I'm not much of a social media person. I was on Instagram kind of flipping through something. And somehow I came across, I guess, a hashtag of triple Pisces. Mm -hmm. And then from there, randomly found one of your posts Mm -hmm. and it was your bathtub and the candles (laughs) and all these things. And it was the same day that you were starting a program. And I saw it. I'm like, oh, it starts tonight. I don't know this person. I, you know, I I know nothing about it. This person's posting a picture in the bathtub. I'm like, oh, what if she's a creeper? Like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, like my mind goes to all these places. And I reached out to you and was like, hey, send me the details. You sent me the details. And I just went for it. And I did it. Yeah. It was so cool. It was. And I just love, you know, so many times as entrepreneurs and, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the podcast, you know, we do these strategic things for our business, but we never get feedback as to what's working and what's not. So the fact that you literally found me out of the blue because of a hashtag at the literally the right time for you to jump into this program and not be behind and just having you be new to my world. Like you didn't know anything (laughs) about me. Right. Did you even look at other content? No, (laughs) no, no. I just, I just was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And I jumped in. And at that point it was less of like a, this is going to be you know, mind-blowing world changing and more just a, this could be kind of neat. Like this could, this could be something that's really fun. That's kind of how I went into it was like, this could be really fun. And that was cool because it definitely changed the entire path of where I was going because prior to that, it was scary and it was heavy and it was overwhelming. And it was, you know, I I like to tell the story of when I bought this house that I'm in now in August of 2020 and I'm in the kitchen ghost story coming just (laughs) so you know, I'm in the kitchen, putting things away. I'm tired. It's late. And the sink is full of dishes. And I have this vase, my very favorite vase. It's purple. It's antique. It's really fragile. It's cool. You know, it's, it needs to be washed. And I'm like, I don't feel like doing all these dishes and washing this vase. 
I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to leave these dishes here. I'm going to put the vase up on top of the refrigerator because I have four cats and they're jerks. They ruin everything. So I'm like, I'm going to put it up on top of the fridge. Nobody's going to bother it. I'll deal with it in the morning. So I do that. I go and sit down at the dining room table. I'm doing something, looking at my phone, whatever. And the vase flies through the air off of the refrigerator, hits the floor, my wood floor, and doesn't shatter. And I'm like, what just happened? First of all, why did that fall? It didn't really fall. I swear I saw it fly. Second of all, how did that not shatter on the floor from mm -hmm. such a high? And I'm like, whatever, I'm tired. It's no big deal. Like, thank goodness it didn't shatter. I'm going to put it away and I'll deal with it tomorrow. So I go to bed. I wake up and there is a woman in my room at the edge of my bed, sitting at the edge of my bed, an older woman. And she says to me, it really bothers me when the sink is full of dishes. <laughs> right? So I'm going to call this my first visit from a late night visitor. That is a powerful one. Right? Let me clarify though, because I've had late night visitors my entire life, mm -hmm. but it was always labeled as number one, nightmares, number two, imagination. Right. So this was the first late night visitor that I wasn't terrified of. Hmm. I could see her, I could feel her, and I wasn't afraid. I was kind of dumbfounded. I was like, what's <laughs> going on? So that was kind of it for me. That's kind of where it started was, okay, here I am at this house. There is someone here. And over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of months, I got to know her. And she's the woman that lived in this house when it was first built. Her name is Mary. Definitely a witch. Definitely during a time where witches were not allowed to be witches. So there's all these really cool things about this house that are very specific to being a witch. That's and, really cool. Right? So yeah. this house itself has helped me develop in my journey. Sir, I wonder if this house was part of the journey to bump you into alignment with your gifts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So did you get up and do the dishes or what? I did. I got up. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, but it bothers her when there are dishes in the sink. And it does. And it's her kitchen and it's well, my kitchen, my home. But at the time it was like, this is my kitchen. This is my home. How dare you leave dishes in my sink? I'm going to throw your stuff on the floor every time I see dishes in the sink. And so we went back and forth and I would leave dishes in the sink and something would break. Or I would, you know, I wouldn't clean up after dinner and something weird would happen in the house. So now so, let me ask you, when you, you, so clearly you're speaking to her, right? Yeah. Now, personally, when I'm communicating with the other side, I can either say it out loud or I can say it in my head. Do you, how does it come through for you? I typically say it out loud. Okay. And you hear um, them. And I hear them. Okay. And now you also said you see them. So do you see them in your head or you see them in the 3D? At the time I was only seeing them in my head. So two years later, now I see her, I see her in the 3D. I see. And her. what does she look like? 
she's an older woman. She's of Italian descent. So she's got that like real sweet, like Italian noni kind of thing going on, kind of grayish curly hair and just real like, I don't want to say plain because she's not plain, but like real just. It's like just, is she in like her house coat? Yeah, she's in her house coat. She's in her house mm-hmm. shoes. She's shuffling around doing her thing. See, I love that. But you've built a relationship with her. Yes. And now, I mean, I would like to believe now you can cohabitate. Yes, we cohabitate and her husband lives in the basement. His name is George. Now, why does George live in the basement and not upstairs? That's just what they do. It's not that they don't like each other. It's just that that's his place and her place is up here. I'm not going to say he doesn't sneak up here sometimes. (laughs) This is how I learned to set boundaries with my visitors at night. Um, We have our garbage disposal. Now, this was not put in in originally in the house. This was put in later. But the garbage disposal is run with a garage door opener. It's not hooked into the wall. It's not hooked up into electricity. Well, it's obviously hooked up into electricity, but it's run with a garage door opener. Very random, very strange. When we moved in, the people that lived here were like, it works. I don't know why it's like that, but it works, but it's fine. Well, Georgia is a bit of a prankster and it is Mary's kitchen. I wake up in the middle of the night and the garbage disposal is going off. Oh my goodness. And that was scary. Yeah. And at the time I didn't know I need to set boundaries. Now I know I say, George, you're funny. I get it. You snuck upstairs. You turned on the garbage disposal. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Don't do it again while I'm sleeping. Right. It's bedtime. Go away. Right. And that's it. And he doesn't do it anymore. So now does George communicate as clearly as Mary? No, I don't. I've never seen him. I've never, I don't really think that I actually communicate with him. Mm -hmm. I communicate with Mary and Mary lets me know that that's what's going on. Uh, I don't really know that I communicate directly with him. I still talk out loud to him. Right. So I wonder though, he probably hears you. Oh yeah. So maybe he just doesn't, maybe he lets Mary communicate with you. I think so. I think so. And what I hear, when I, when I, when I think of it, I think I hear, well, she's the witch. So it's like, he's in the background because uh-huh. she's the witch. She's the witch. She's the one that communicates. Right. Okay. Cause I am very, having moved into this house and we have a ton of visitors here all of the time. Like Jessica threw a house party a couple weeks ago. I love it. That's so funny. Like it was wild. And this weekend I was home by myself. Oh, cause I, Jake went out with his friends for, for a couple drinks, whatever. Cause I'm like, why was I home by myself? So I was home by myself cause he went out, which is fine. And there was, I heard Jessica calling me and she doesn't normally do that. So I go upstairs and I walked into the bedroom that she hangs out in and she's like, he won't leave. And I'm looking, looking, looking. I look out the window and there's this like spirit and it kind of has like a clown-esque face. Okay. Outside the window. And he's just like, like in the window, like making faces. Yeah. And clowns 
uh, like the it really screwed me up yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> Even when the remake came out, like my cousin and I went to go see it and I was like, ooh, like, <laughs> and so like the other night I remember saying to her, like, it's okay, we're safe. He's not inside, he's outside. And I told him he is not allowed inside the house. Like he needs to keep his antics outside. I found it and I came back downstairs and continued to do what I was doing. But I found it so interesting that we are able to cultivate these relationships with spirit that we communicate with all of the time or that we like both of us cohabitate with. Like she literally called me and was like, you need to come here. I love that. Like, not only are you protecting and guiding those on earth, <laughs> you have crossed over the veil to protect and guide those that are there. Yeah. Like, chill. That's so cool. Honestly, I, I haven't saged since. Like, I haven't done any of that. And yeah. he's gone. So I think it's just, like you said, setting the boundary. Like, you are not allowed in the house. And I think because I made that so clear, he's like, all right, well, like now what, you know? Yeah. I think for me, understanding that, being able to put that boundary up and it working a hundred percent of the time, no matter what, always has taken away a lot of the fear. Yes. But it's also to a certain extent, it's us believing that what we see is true. Does that make sense? So it's like, we, we trust our abilities so much that we know the downloads that we're getting, whether they be auditory or visual or feelings, however they're coming through, we trust them so much that there's no wavering belief. I believe what I see is real or what I hear is real. Therefore it's real, you know? And I think when you have that kind of belief and then put boundaries because you believe it so wholeheartedly, they work. Yeah. You're right. You're right. The two go hand in hand. Like you're not going to be afraid of something if you know it's real and you know that you have the power to put the boundary up if you need to. And I'm not going to lie when this clown face thing was in the window the other night, (laughs) it it, like, I felt my adrenaline start. I did. Like I felt it. My heart started to race a little. Like I was like, all right. But then in my logical mind, I'm like, Stephanie, don't give into the fear. That's what they want. And a lot of spirits, unfortunately do thrive off of the fear. So I love that you figured out to set the boundary. So you said this has been happening since you were a kid. And even though it was, you know, deemed a nightmare or creative or imaginative or, you know, whatever, what were some of the experiences that you had when you were a kid that led you to, I guess, reflect later on that like, oh my gosh, that was an encounter or, oh my gosh, I, I've had this ability my whole life. One of the earliest ones and one of my favorite ones, I was just a little bit over three years old. And I remember that because my sister is three years and one month younger than me and she had just been born. And 
we're outside, we're sitting outside. It's March, it's Colorado. So it's a little cold still, but it's real sunny out. And my mom is sitting with my little sister kind of on one side of the porch and I'm on the other side of the porch and I look up at the sun and I like in my head or in my heart or whatever a three-year-old does, I was like, come on over here. And for me, that's the first memory I have of connecting with source. Now, as a child, it's sun, it's sunshine, it's heat, it's warmth, it's, it's sustenance. But what it really was, was me connecting with spirit, source, universe, whatever, and saying, I'm right here. Thanks for loving me. Thanks for coming over here. Thanks for bringing your warmth to me. And it's just one of those weird memories that I've always had my whole life of like, Mm -hmm. I thought at three years old, I had power over the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but think about it. Like, look at the pagans, look at Native Americans. You know, they worship all different kinds of gods. And, you know, a lot of them are nature-based. So I wonder as you continue to dive into your spiritual journey and really go down the path of like your ancestors and all of that, how connected you are to either the pagan ways or the native ways. Pagan, very, very, very connected, very connected to pagan and maybe native, but that doesn't resonate as much with me mm-hmm. as pagan does, especially anything Celtic, anything, okay. the goddess Bridget, who's also a spirit, also a saint. She's that three for one definitely very connected with her. I was raised in the Catholic church. And when you get confirmed, you choose. That's the one I chose, which okay. at the time I chose at last minute, uh, cause I didn't do my homework and didn't do my assignment and quickly like went through the book and was like, Ireland, I'm from there. I'm going <laughs> to choose that one. <laughs> Present day, I am so honored and so blessed to be visited by her frequently. So do you think she's like one of your, I mean, dare I say guides? I think she's a guide for everyone, but I do think that for me personally, we have some sort of relationship, some sort of relationship and we have throughout the ages. Like that. Uh, I've called upon her in times of need in probably every lifetime I've ever had. That's That's really interesting. And how we get these, I guess, deities, right? Or like how they mean something to us is so interesting. Because when I was younger, and same thing, when I was in my early 20s, I started dating a New York police officer, an NYPD officer. And he had this clip in his car, like on the visor, and it was Archangel Michael. A lot of cops and law enforcement have Archangel Michael for protection, but I never knew about him. My whole life, I never knew about him, but I was just so connected to this Archangel Michael. And the guy I was seeing at the time was not, I wouldn't say he was an atheist, but he definitely was not into religion and whatever. He was just doing it. I guess he liked the idea of having protection around him or whatever. And so I let it be, I didn't really go crazy. And the more I learned about Archangel Michael throughout the years, 
the more it made sense why he was presented to me at that time, because that was the beginning of like my true spiritual awakening. Okay. And to the point now that once I got Reiki attuned, I channel him and he, we talk and it's kind of amazing, but it's just, it's so interesting how we all have these experiences with either deities or energies or, you know, it's so interesting to me. You mentioned before we hopped on, or actually during the call too, you mentioned that you went through your spiritual awakening later in life. So what was that like for you? Because you said it was super overwhelming. So I'm wondering if you could kind of explain for people that might be experiencing their spiritual awakening later in life too, like what, how did you know what was going on aside from like Mary showing up at your, the foot of your bed, like what else were you experiencing, I guess, physically or in your life that kind of led you down that path? Yeah, honestly, it felt like everything fell apart. I fell apart. My job fell apart. My family fell apart. My relationships fell apart. I was crying all the time because I just could feel everything. And as an empath, again, not even knowing what that meant or never even exploring that until I was 40, I had accumulated so much of other people's feelings and anger and negativity and heartbreak and sorrow. And I carried all of that with me for a very long time. And all of a sudden that all started to come out. It was very confusing because there was part of me that knew this is not all of my stuff, but there was the other part of me that knew that it was in there and it had to come out or I was never going to be okay again. So for me, the beginning of my spiritual journey was just a lot of purging and letting go of everything that I had carried for everyone else my Mm. whole life before I could even unpack and get to all of my stuff, present life and past life, I had to get rid of everything else. So there was a lot of crying. There was a lot of sleeping and rest. One of the physical things that happened that was really scary, and I have talked to other people that have said that this has happened to them. So I think it's worth bringing up. But I remember I was laying in bed one night and just crying and crying and crying didn't really know why, but I kind of started to fall asleep. And in that like half wake sleep kind of thing, my guides, which at the time I didn't really know what that even was, but my guides literally surrounded me, took me and held me and sort of just brought me to the other, just very close to this other side, but the other side of the veil just Mm -hmm. held me there. And it felt safe and it felt warm and it felt so good. And all of a sudden, these months of crying and everything was just gone. And I felt safe and I felt protected and I felt loved. But I also knew that I wasn't quite, I knew that I would have to go back to real life, to that bed, to those tears. But for like just a minute, I was across and I was in there and I was safe. But physically, something that happened that was very strange, my partner at the time 
sort of reached and like went to touch my arm, it felt like this giant vacuum where I could like feel his arm touching me and like sort of pulling me back into the pain of the real world. And that physical sensation was a lot because here I was in this safe place where I was being held and loved, but yet the real world still exists. And just that feeling of someone sort of reaching through and touching and pulling you back was like, holy crap, what is even happening? So physically, that was one of the biggest things that I had to get through was like, what, what is all this? What is even happening? And you said you've been seeing and experiencing, you know, the other side pretty much your whole life. So for you, and I know you're still developing and you're still learning truly what your gifts are, but how did the messages really come through? I mean, you spoke about when you're talking to like Mary, but when you're just getting messages from your guides, like what does that feel like in your body? For me, I feel it on the right side of my body. For me, the right side of my body is a yes. The left side of my body is a no. Sometimes it's like a little itch on my arm. Sometimes it's right above my knee and it feels like a little muscle spasm. Sometimes it's the bottom of my foot. Um, but it's always, if it's, if, there, if it's something that happens on the left side of my body, I know that it's something that is a yes or that is a this is something coming in, or this is something that I want to pay attention to. Hmm. Uh, so you, f- you feel it physically. And then how does the message actually come through? Do you hear it? Do you see it? Do you I hear know it? it? I, well, I say I hear it, but I think it's more of a, it's, it's a more of just a knowing. Yeah. Hearing something is sort of like the inside voice saying it. And to be that inside voice is the knowing. It's listening to that inside voice. I guess we'd be clear cognizance then, because I do like to ask this to all the visitors that come on the show. What would be a piece of advice to give these people that are just beginning to experience this? I think the best advice that I could give would be to find your tribe, find someone else that has gone through this knowing that you're not alone in this and knowing that this is real and you're not losing your mind is what really helped me the most. Just finding people that knew what they were doing or maybe didn't know what they were doing, but were at least willing to support someone else. Find those people. They will find you also, obviously, but find those people and trust them and let them be your tribe. And then The other little piece of advice too is understand that sometimes you're just going to need to be alone and maybe for a little while. I mean, alone, like with your thoughts all the time alone and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I really cherish my alone time being a triple Pisces. (laughs) Like (laughs) I really value my alone time and it is, it's just being okay in that quiet with your thoughts, with whatever you're experiencing. So those are really great pieces of advice. And I hope that they bring comfort to somebody that needs to hear them. 
But I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show today. I know there is so much to get out of this episode. And if people want to stay connected with you, how can they do that? Yeah, so I am working on building my Instagram and becoming part of the modern day social media interwebs. Working on it. My Instagram is my name, Andrea Bethany, one word, two, two, Andrea Bethany, two, two on Instagram. I'm going to be starting to post some things for anybody that's in Pittsburgh. There's going to be some opportunities to come and work with me, come experience what I do. So check me out and yeah, very cool. Of course. And I'll put that information in the show notes for everybody as well. And that's the story. 